and welcome to Telvinarican Council's inaugural podcast. This is something that we've been uh, planning to do for quite some time, but we weren't quite expecting it to be doing in these circumstances and in, in this sort of way. My name's Chris Kowalik. I'm part of the communications team at Telvinarican Council, and speaking to me from his house is the council leader, Sean Davis. Hello, Sean. Hello, Chris. Uh, how's the uh, last couple of weeks of lockdown been, been for you? Well, it's been a challenge, like so many people, I would have thought, right across Telford and in the country, which is uh, to combine every part of your life, whether that be work, personal, uh, social, into one space. Um, it's very, very difficult, but we're surviving um, and we've, we're getting to a bit of a, a routine now, which is good. Um, and obviously, um, our thoughts are with those people who are literally working on the front line. We, we, we're very lucky, despite the inconvenience of working from home, that we are working from home. And obviously, we pay tribute to those NHS workers, those social care workers, and all those people who are, are working on the front line to help our country get through this. Take us through the routine that you uh, that you referred to there, Sean. What, what have you got going at home? Well, what I've done is I've effectively taken over our dining room. Uh, so my, our, dining, our dining room uh, table uh, now has um, uh, my laptops, uh, my council laptop and my personal laptop. I'm sort of fleet between uh, the two um, for, for various sort of technical uh, technology reasons, really. Um, and then um, I've got... Um, uh, uh, my uh, a dining room set up uh, with uh, drinks uh, and stuff um, and that is basically where I'm working um, throughout the day taking phone calls um, and then of course um, every so often um, uh, you know we, I'll, I'll, I'll pop out and have a break uh, and play with the kids. Yeah and uh, there's the family life as well isn't there because you're, you're a husband you're a father how, how, how has that all fitted in? Well, I'm really lucky because uh, my wife, um, although uh, is a primary school teacher, um, is working from home at the moment. Um, so she's been absolutely fantastic, Elise, uh, looking after our family. Um, so that really takes a big pressure off. Um, but there has been a couple of close shaves where I've been on the, the phone to the Secretary of State for Local Government or a, a local MP and Owen, my, my, my three-year-old son, has uh, made a dash into the room uh, while Skype's taking place, so, which is a bit of a, like that BBC News 24 um, <laughs> people may have seen. Um, so it's it's all good fun. Um, but obviously, um, it's, it is really, really difficult to get that balance right. Uh, I, clearly, it's a very, very busy time for all of us. Um, and um, obviously, we're, um, as a council and councillors, are working really hard as well to support our communities. Uh, have you found, I, mean, I guess working as a councillor, it, it's your life anyway, but uh, um, is, is there a division between being at work and not being at work, and especially now as, as, as the whole lot is happening from home? Well, I think you know, normally there isn't a huge division, um, but the thing that I'm really missing the most is being out and about. So people in Manningley and Dordie Bank, where I represent, but also right across Telford and Reekin, uh, well, because obviously I live in Telford, uh, will see me out and about and, and, and say hello and uh, raise issues or concerns or you know uh, compliment the, what the, the council's doing and I'm, I'm missing that massively um, so that's something I, I, I'm looking forward to doing our, our, our first uh, in, a, in a while live Facebook um, uh, 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 chat on Tuesday which I know we'll talk about later on um, but in terms of um, home life um, and work life I think it's just the amount of communication 
um, that's taking place on the phone, uh, on Skype and, uh, and various other software things, which is which means that obviously um, it's constant all the time. But as I say, I'm not complaining at all. You know, there are people who haven't got who aren't as fortunate as me for, uh, by, by working from home, and my you know my praise goes to them really. And, and some of those people that you refer to work for the council. They're, they're, they've been dealing with things like uh, uh, food parcels, free school meal deliveries, and, and we've still got the nuts and bolts of the council services to run. How has that all worked? Absolutely. So, I mean, the first week, it was really surreal because effectively what we were doing was we were decommissioning the council. We were closing things like the libraries, the theatre, the ice rinks, uh, leisure centres, the parks. And it was one of the most surreal moments of my life that as a council leader, me and my cabinet were making decisions to effect- effectively close down large parts of the council. Um, but then what that has left is clearly is the core services uh, where we absolutely need to make uh, a huge effort in supporting our community. So whether that be delivering over 5,500 free school meals to the homes of uh, kids in Telford and Rekin, um, or whether that be um, Operation Shield and also our our extended community uh, service for those most isolated um, and, and a huge effort from council workers and volunteers around that um, and equally making sure we're making decisions promptly so things for example like having to find money um, and diverting that money very very quickly within a, a few hours tens of thousands of pounds to places like the food bank um, and, and local homelessness charities uh, community centres just to make sure that they can stay afloat and it's almost like every assumption that you make in your life um, is sort of rocked you know you you, you just assume don't you that the swimming baths will will, will open and, and the ice rink will be open um, or businesses in South Water or the high streets will be open and um, every assumption is, is, is rocked by that but what we've absolutely done is be um, focused on ensuring that the most isolated uh, the most vulnerable uh, are supported by this council and that's what we'll make sure we continue to do over the weeks and months ahead one of the pictures that um, we can see, uh, for those who can see pictures with the, with the post and with the video of this, um, is of you um, speaking to other cabinet members. I think on the screen, uh, I can recognise Richard Overton on there. Uh, is that how you've been able to stay in touch, pretty much like everybody else, via a computer screen? Yeah, by computer uh, screen and by um, telephone. So what I've been doing with my cabinet colleagues is we're, we're, we're talking all of the time via WhatsApp. Um, um, or phone, but then we're, we're coming together three or four times a week um, on a, on the office uh, team site to talk through the priorities and areas that we need to um, to think about. Um, and my cabinet team have been fantastic, um, uh, all of them. Um, in the photograph, I think you can see uh, Ray Evans, and I think you can see Paul Watlin um, on, on on the screen there. Um, and all of them um, have been fantastic. It's really surreal as well because. One of my cabinet members, Eileen, um, um, he's the cabinet member for Leisure Libraries, he's new to the cabinet and um, so within a week of her starting in the cabinet, um, she covers libraries, leisure centres um, and things like that, we'd effectively closed down the whole of her portfolio. Um, <laughs> and so, it, so literally on day five or something, um, you know, the libraries were closed, the, the theatre was closed, the leisure centres were closed. And she said to me, 
that she should probably go down as one of the worst cabinet members of that area ever on the basis that after five days of her in charge, um, the, the, the things have been closed down. But I mean, in all seriousness, that does mean that we can then divert those fantastic staff to our front line. Um, but what I'll also say is we've been really conscious to make sure that we try and communicate um, as much as that we as much as we can. There's a lot of uncertainty around, um, and there's a lots and lots of um, fake news uh, around as well. Um, so that's why I've been doing the daily um, updates uh, videos, and that's why um, yourself, Chris, and the whole comms team have been fantastic in ensuring that we've got we're getting messages out all of the time. Because I know from speaking to residents, that, that's really really important. And from your conversations with residents, what are the main issues that have that have come out? Well, I think absolutely understandably, there's a huge amount of concern. Um, there's a concern about um, family support, uh, residents' um, support, how long this will go on for, um, and um, making sure that you know friends and family are are okay. Um, and I think that's that's absolutely the number one concern. There's been lots of concerns that businesses uh, and individuals have contacted me about, uh, and this is not a criticism of the government at all, uh, but clearly the thing with the government rules are that um, there are people that fall between the cracks, um, whether that be people who are self-employed or whether people who've, who've moved jobs or people or small businesses that um, don't, um, don't get the support from business. So we've been working really, really hard. Um, to make sure that we're, we're matching those people, those concerns, to help and support where, where possible. Um, and I think the other thing is there is a huge amount, despite the ad adversity of the awful things that are happening both here in Telfenrican and across the country, but about a huge amount of pride. And I think the last two Thursdays, you know, we've seen some amazing scenes um, here. Uh, of people applauding our NHS workers, our carers, our frontline staff. Um, and then yesterday, um, uh, the, the 2nd of April, uh, we were able to um, introduce a little bit of a Telfenrican twist, uh, which was to add some music to it. Um, and the amount of positive feedback I've had uh, as a result of that has been brilliant. I know we're going to continue that um, as long as we need to over the next few weeks. Let's go through some of the things that um, we've, as a, as a council, had to, to, to deal with. Um, social distancing and reinforcing that message. Ha have people across the borough been sticking to that? I think on the whole, the vast majority of people have um, certainly understood and embraced and practiced social distancing. Um, and I think, you know, it was in the early days, it was... It was difficult for people to understand why that made a massive difference, but we were able to, as a council to really clearly, using pictures and graphs, show um, that if you are infected and you're infecting three or, three or four other people, and those three or four other people then go to affect three or four more people, very, very quickly uh, the virus spreads. And therefore, by, through social distancing, if you can get that infection rate, um, that um, transmission rate down, that will save lives. And that is absolutely critical that we continue to do that. And I know it's going to be hard. You know, I've got a fr uh, you know, family uh, with children, of course, um, and um, it will get harder and harder, especially as the weather gets better. But we absolutely have to do uh, that. This virus doesn't spread um, by itself. It spreads through us. So if we can um, get that transmission uh, right down, uh, we'll start to defeat this awful virus. Another 
thing that he talks about was personal protective equipment, or PPE, as 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 it's known. What sort of conversations have you had, and and who with, and how is that going in terms of the frontline staff? Well, I've spoken to members of parliament. Um, I've spoken to health bosses. Um, I've, I've raised this uh, at the national level with the um, local government secretary and through the local government association because it's really, really critical. Because the, the, the test I have in my own mind is if I was or my friends or my family are, um, and some of and I do know um, people on the front line of this, uh, if they were uh, at work, the least we could do as a council is ensure that they have the right PPE. Uh, and the government has to, has to go faster and further on this. Now, again, this is not a criticism of, uh, based upon party politics or anything like that. But it is, it is absolutely essential uh, that frontline staff get the support uh, that they need. We know, don't we, uh, that, you know, dreadfully, dreadfully sad that doctors and nurses have died already in this country because of their contact rate uh, with coronavirus in hospitals. And we need to make sure that everything that can be done is done to protect uh, that NHS frontline, that social care frontline, all those uh, workers are working with vulnerable people. And, and we have absolutely need to make that a, a number one priority. Talking about the logistical things that councils have to do um, and actually is, is doing, we've talked about free school meals and handing out thousands of those on a, on a daily basis. You've got the food parcels on behalf of the government, the administering of the business grants on behalf of the government. Now, this is this is really logistically difficult stuff, isn't it? It is logistically difficult. And I take my hat off to every member of my team at Telford Recon Council for the work they are doing. They are working around the clock, literally around the clock, seven days a week uh, to make this difference to uh, the community. And, and we're up for this challenge um, and we do not for a second um, uh, are we going to be scared uh, by this the challenge we will do absolutely everything we can but listen also it's worth remembering that council workers are people too and that means that they will get ill uh, they will show symptoms and therefore will have to self-isolate or members of their family will show symptoms and therefore will have to self-isolate or family uh, or council workers because we've got, uh, of course, caring responsibilities to children or to elderly people in their lives. So we are doing absolutely everything we can at a time when demand is going through the roof. I mean, we have, just to give you an example, we have more telephone calls to our helpline um, in uh, one, over 1,500 calls. That's the highest number of phone calls we've ever received as a local council in the history of Telephone Recon Council. One call over 20 seconds. Now, of course, we've diverted resource into the call centre, but that's still a huge challenge. The other challenge is, of course, and it's not um, for residents um, to uh, thank us for this, but um, clearly when the government are making announcements on the news, there is then undoubtedly a 48, 72-hour, if not longer, delay between that information coming from government to us, for us then to understand it, get our systems in place to support um uh, communities and businesses so it's a huge challenge but our staff are stepping up to the mark they are on the whole uh, residents uh, of Telford Reekin or uh, very nearby and they care about this borough uh, like everybody else uh, does and they're working so so hard and I thank them for that. 
You talked about the, the call centre. Um, the call centre physically doesn't exist now, does it? It's it, it's all working in a virtual world. That's right. So, uh, yeah, can, can you explain how, how how is that working? Because it's lots of people sitting in their own houses now, isn't it? That's right. Um, so, I mean, it's something we have done uh, lots of uh, on a smaller scale before, uh, where our call centre staff can work from home or remotely. So, for example, when we had the floods, which you know, feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, uh, it's, we only had our, it's only a month ago, wasn't it? I know, I know, and I, it feels a, a, much longer than that, but I think most people will agree. Um, but those, those call centre staff work from home. We've got the technology uh, here at Telcom Rig. And, and I've got to say as well, and I, I know the comms team uh, take the mickey a little bit on my, um, on my daily videos saying how many people I'm thanking, but it is really, really important to thank people. There are so many people to thank, but our IT department... Uh, you know, are second to none in terms of local government support. I, I speak to council leaders right across the country all the time, and what we're doing through our IT is is second to none, and that's because we've got a fantastic in-house IT team, and I'm proud of them all. And so this means that our own staff and staff who don't normally work in customer services can then log in from home and literally take the calls from our residents through the various lines, and that makes a massive difference in terms of our capacity and our ability, ability to deliver. So, so the resident calls the, the normal number and, and it goes to whichever call taker is, is available at the time or the next available call taker, wherever they may be. Wherever they may be, yeah. So, um, and and uh, literally uh, there are staff in their front rooms or their dining rooms or kitchens or whatever, wherever they're working in their house, uh, taking those calls. Um, and as far as the residents concerned, of course, there's no difference because they're 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 ringing a local number, um, and that local number is then patched through to the next available call centre, the call handle. And I just want to say as well, you know, it's really important that we, as the public, understand that our call centre staff are working under immense pressure, immense pressure, dealing with things like, for example, uh, old people living by themselves, very, very scared and isolated, needing help and support. The next call that they then take after dealing with that call might be you talking about uh, um, um, uh, an issue of, of business support or council tax support, and they will deal with you as professionally as possible. And it's really, really important that our members of the public um, and our residents, of course, um, deal with and treat our staff with respect because they deserve nothing less. Quite right too. Let's go back to um, the free school meals. We talked about five and a half thousand of those being handed out on a daily basis over the last couple of weeks. Again, let's talk about the practicalities of this. How how was that made possible? How did that work? How did you manage to get that many meals out every day? Well, of course, this is unprecedented because we've got around five thousand. 500, uh, a little bit more than 5,500 children in Telfenrick and they get their free school meals normally every single day at their school um, and uh, our fantastic catering teams in schools uh, provide that food. But what we had to do very, very quickly within, within, within literally hours of the government deciding that they were going to close schools, uh, an initiative uh, um, I supported by the way, um, we had to understand what was the quickest, safest uh, way to get food to some of the most vulnerable kids in Telford Rekin. Uh, now, clearly, clearly, one option was that kids came to uh, their school as normal, but the difficulty with that, of course, is it would spread 
coronavirus uh, uh, around much faster and it defeated the object of schools closing. So what we were able to do very quickly was divert around 150 members of our team uh, right uh, across the council from planners to leisure, leisure assistants we use our fleet bus service uh, to get uh, uh, our members of staff out. We use a database and I know that in the early days there's a couple of teething problems in terms of the database we use, a little bit outdated in some areas, but on the whole was fine. Um, to then literally deliver and then knock the door and drop the food um, out. Now, when you consider there's around 25,000 kids being fed a week and each of them get a sandwich, um, an apple and some other food, that's a huge logistical nightmare from ordering the food to make sure we get 25,000 apples in the first place then pack those into a bag and deliver them. So it was nothing short of a fantastic team effort. Um, and what was really heartening as well is the appreciation that our staff found from people on the doorstep when delivering that food. And, and e indeed the emails I've received as well, because we didn't, we didn't as a council, didn't have to step into that. We, we could have waited for the national scheme to come in. It's going to come in after the Easter holidays. Uh, but we decided it was really, really important that we, we, we very quickly entered into that space and filled that void. So that was free to call meals. Um, we're now going into the government's national voucher scheme. Um, so different arrangement coming up, but something that the council is dealing with right now, and it's pretty fresh because the money's only just come in for the council to administer is the business grants. And again, practically, how, how is that working? You know, how many applications have, have, has the council had and how quickly has it got to turn all this around? Well, this is a, another really good example of how, how the government have announced a scheme and then it's taken some time to get to us. So again, not a criticism of the government, these are unprecedented times. So we had to wait, first of all, for uh, the government's headline offer to be translated into the guidance because it's, it's the government's money that we are administering on their behalf. So that came in very late on. Um, and then the money itself didn't come into our bank account until uh, a couple of days ago. So we had to then very quickly manage the system of linking the, the database with the money, have a system of applications, because that's what the government said they wanted to do. Um, and we've already got over 10% of the cash out of the door in, in less than um, in, in just in less than 48 hours of, of, of true operation. And, and teams will be working over the weekends to get more of that money out to businesses very quickly. But of course, that's in itself is complicated, but what becomes more complicated, as I've already spoken to a number of businesses, is those businesses that fall just short of the uh, of the guidelines, and they want to know clearly how we are going to help them if we can help them, or to raise their case on behalf of them to um, to the to the government. So, just as a very quick example, uh, the help is available for those uh, businesses with a, a rateable business rate value of up to fifty thousand pounds. Now. That sounds good, but if you're a business and your rateable value is £51,000, you're falling out of the of the guidelines so that um, businesses quite rightly want to understand what support's available to them. So there's a huge logistical um, thing to sort out. Um, but again, our teams, our business support workers, uh, our, our staff right across town from Reefing Council that have then been diverted into that area of work have, been, have done a fantastic job. This is the, the, the profit on the business that you're referring to there, yeah? Yes, it was, yes. All, all and the rateable value, all it all depends on the circumstances. Lots and lots of uh, guidance, lots of support out there. And even today, actually, uh, the government have updated their 
um, guidance in terms of um, the business interruption scheme. So we have to make sure that we're um, um, up to date and understand um, the, the latest information so that we can pass that on to our, our, our businesses here in Telford and Rekin. So that's just a flavour of some of the, the things that, that have been happening over the last couple of weeks. What, what's, what's your sort of gut feeling of, of the future? How, how long um, before there's any semblance of any of actually seeing each other back at Addenbrooke House or Derby House or in Wellington or anywhere? Well, I think ultimately uh, we have to be guided by the government and the government has to be guided by the, science, the scientific and medical evidence. This is not going to be... Um, over, I don't think personally, by the end of April. I think we are in this for um, some months to come. Um, and I think even after the general lockdown has finished, um, I do then think there will um, almost there will be a period where we're not quite back to normal, where there still there, there will still be restrictions um, and still social distancing taking place. Um, and I think we have to we have to understand why we're doing this and the reason we're doing this is to save lives and to protect the NHS because what, we, what we're trying to do as a country, a whole national effort, is to ensure that we can support the NHS to help as many people as possible and those people uh, will be our friends, our, ne- our neighbours, our relatives. So the, 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 the mission is so, so important to the lives of so many people in this country and I'm desperately sad that already we're seeing hundreds of people dying every day from this um, and I do have uh, as I said in my daily updates um, you know it will get worse before it gets better um, and we have to as a community be as strong as possible to uh, support the, the national effort um, and to think to ourselves whether we're individuals or businesses or organizations what can we do what can we do to help in this situation you know, I know it's been over. Uh, it's, been, it's been used. Uh, the analysis has been used lots, but I think it's it's, it's the right one. We are at war, um, and we have to um, be united in defeating the enemy, which is COVID nineteen. And the part we play is staying at home, and that's what the two of us are doing in having this conversation, uh, keeping a distance. Um, but there's still the the need to to maintain contact with. Uh, the people that, that, that you serve. And uh, next week on, on Tuesday, um, we've got this virtual Meet Sean. You've done it in person before, but now we're doing it virtually. Tell us about that. Yes. So this is something I'm really proud about that I, I, I started a few years ago, which is effectively, I used to just go to a, a local shop or community centre or pub or whatever, and, and people were able to come and have a chat and um, share any ideas or concerns. And clearly that isn't possible uh, in this climate. So what we're going to do is do a, on Facebook, uh, do a, 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 a meet, virtual meet. So it's a, a half seven on Tuesday evening. Um, so come and join us on the council's Facebook page. Uh, bring a cup of tea or coffee or, or, or something maybe a little bit stronger. Um, and literally you can pose your question and I will do my best to answer that question. Um, and hopefully uh, we can... Um, help residents um, either understand something they're not quite understanding at the moment or allow residents to raise a concern which I can fix uh, later on or literally just to be able to have a conversation and have a chat and something different and if it works we'll obviously do it again. And uh, finally and I won't take the mic Sean I know we've we've said you've referred to this on the videos but uh, a lot of thank yous to say to an awful lot of people and uh, we've still got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go, um, but absolutely, and I think it's really important that we all say thank you. You know, 
people, people it, in times like this, it, 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 when the norm of our lives are challenged, it's the things that we've taken for granted for many years that we start to notice. So, you know, when was the last time uh, we noticed our binmen uh, in our street and in our bins? Um, but actually now we're noticing them and we're thanking them and we're supporting them. When was the last time we thought about the cleaners in our doctors or, or our hospitals or, or in our workplaces? Now we're thanking them because what they're doing in terms of cleaning this, this vile uh, um, COVID-19 away is so, so important. So it is really, really important that we thank people, be kind to people um, and uh, make people's day by a smile or a thank you because um, it's so, so important to the morale of our community, and that's what I'll continue to do. And I know we're all going to continue to do that over the weeks. Do you think at the end of all this, we'll be living in a different world? Will people behave differently? Will they have a different attitude towards each other as a result of the kindness that this is bringing out? I hope that this is going to be a international national reset moment actually I mean, that sounds quite grand and quite romantic i suppose but i just hope that you know some of the things that we've been able to do as a country because of this because we've needed to in order to protect uh, the many um, which is to help the few which is for example you know homelessness homelessness has been a, a scar on this country for so long we've got a fantastic homelessness offer in telford reekin uh, but with a little bit more money uh, right across the country here in Telfreaking, now we've been able to take, uh, take uh, 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 and offer accommodation to every homeless, uh, homelessness person in the country. Now, why wouldn't we do that before? Um, and I hope this is a reset moment. And I hope also it's a reset moment for us all. Just We're being forced to stop our busy, routine lives, and we're thinking differently. And I, just, I, I, I genuinely hope that that reset moment will go uh, go forward, um, 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 both locally but also uh, more broadly. Um, and you know, I, I know that it's difficult because ultimately, um, you know, people are working really, really hard to save people's lives at the end of this. But we've got to be kinder as a as a country and got to be kinder as a community. And I hope that that's the positive that comes out of this awful um, situation. Sure. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Chris.